Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about remembering who you are. So just the other day, I think it was on Thanksgiving Day, actually, my family and I were watching the new Lion King movie. And in the Lion King movie, uh, the young lion Simba, who's going to be the king, his father gets killed and he ends up running away. And he has this time where he's the the people are trying to coax him to coming back and saving his tribe, his land has been taken over. And the thing that keeps coming back to him, he keeps hearing his father tell him, remember who you are. Remember who you are. And I feel like this is a very important thing for us. This was the the key that gave him the courage, that encouraged him to be able to go back in and to step into what he was called to do. And in a similar way for us, I think it's important for us to remember who we are, who God made us to be. We are his children. We are his children. In Hebrew, the definition of the word son means a builder of the family name. A son is a builder of the family name. We are in Christ. We're in his son. We got to remember who we are. We talk a lot about filling up the basket of praise and remembering who God is. Remember that he's our healer. He's our provider. He's more than enough. He's our righteousness and our sanctification and our wisdom. He's the one who makes us holy. He's an ever-present help. We talk a lot about who Jesus is. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. He's the Son of God. But I also think it's important to remember who he made us to be. He made us righteous. He made us holy. He made us connected back to him. He made us his children. He made us to be overcomers, to be more than conquerors. I think it's important for us to remember who we are as well. And Jesus says, when we take communion, Remember him. To remember him and who he made us to be. I believe those are important things. So let's get started with prayer. And then we'll go through our filters for today and we'll get into our time of communion after that. Heavenly Father, I pray for everybody who's watching or listening. Their families, their friends, everybody connected to them. And all of our church and governmental leaders. And I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began, and that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us. 
and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace and everything you've given us in Christ and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. And help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. And do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal. And do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's go through our filters for today. These filters are short things that I write at the top of my journal every night as a way to help me stay in rhythm with God and as a way to filter my decision-making, give me a little nudges back in the right direction if I ever get off track. And I like to start with the big picture vision. For me personally, that's Abundant Life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint, it started about 10 years ago when Proverbs 13.22 changed the course of my life. It says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking about what's the most valuable thing that we can pass on to future generations. And it inspired me to start creating manuals and systems for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. And so I began to seek after God. Began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. And he was so faithful. He began to show up and began to teach me and to train me. And he taught me this whole new way to live. We make him the center. We make him the source. We learn how to rest and trust in him. We learn how to walk in the light and do things his way. And when we walk in the light, we have fellowship with God, fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus cleanses us. We're walking in faith and love and humility, forgiveness and gratitude in all situations, all circumstances. But I had to learn how to walk in this. It took me some time to, to understand how to do this. And I wavered in this in times, and I'm still learning as I go. And I just began to document what I was learning and the things that I was going through. And it turned into a series of books and courses and blueprints. And now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. And the vision is to build Abundant Life training centers all over the world that are implementing these blueprints with thriving communities of people making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then this year in 2022, our filter has been the year of the beautiful land. In the Old Testament, God told the people he's going to give them the best and most beautiful land in the entire world as their inheritance. And that's symbolic for us of this rich inheritance that we have in Christ. This promised land with all the promises in Christ. And this year, God's been teaching us how to possess those promises, how to walk in them, how to keep them by filling up the basket of praise. Imagine two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, you got a basket full of the issues and problems that we face. And we could fill that basket up with venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away in our mind and stress and frustration, carrying the weight of those problems. Or we could cast those cares over into that basket and we can turn around and we can start filling up the basket of praise. Praising God for who he is, that he's our healer, he's our provider, he's more than enough. He's the God of all grace, the God of all hope, the God of all comfort, the God of all peace. He's a God of order. 
He's the Lord Almighty. Nothing's impossible for him. We could praise who Jesus is. He's the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And we can remember who he made us to be as well. And we can praise him for all the promises that we have in Christ. Because for whatever we threw into that other basket, he's got a promise for us. If we'll begin to seek him and receive those promises, to believe them and to rest and trust in them, to start filling up the basket of praise for those promises, we're going to start to walk in them. We're going to start to inherit those promises. And then this month in, in November of 2022, our filter has been recording your journey. In the Old Testament, God had Moses record the journey from Egypt to the promised land. And in a similar way, on our journey to inheriting these promises that God has for us, I think it's important to record our journey, to record our steps of faith, the victories, the tests, the trials, the things that we go through, all the ways that we see God helping us to overcome. It's going to serve as a source of encouragement. It's going to help us to stay on track. Hopefully it's something we can pass on to future generations one day. And this month we've been believing God for something like a, a workbook, a journal, a planner that we can use to record our journey in a systematic way that aligns with the blueprints that we've been given. And then this week in the yearly cycle, Think of the yearly cycle as we go around the year, like a circle of a year. It's a 360 degree view of who God is and all that he's done for us in Christ. Different times of the year give us different glimpses of him. They teach us different things about him and our walk with him. And this time of year, toward the end of November, getting into December, I found this is a time of year of stretching. God's often transitioning us to the next level. But it doesn't often look like we think it's going to look. Often those transitions take a little longer than we think they're going to take. He's beginning to stretch us on the inside, that he can begin to expand our capacity where he can flow through us at a greater level. So if you're in kind of that stretch position, that's all part of the plan, I think. And it's important for you, if you're in that stretch position, to remember who you are. As he moves us to a new level, it might stretch us some. It's going to expand that capacity. We've got to keep remembering who he is, who Jesus is, what he's done for us. And we've got to remember who he made us to be. Because for us to step into what he's called us to do, I think we have to remember who we are. And so Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. Help us to remember who you are consistently, to remember who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And to remember who you made us to be. You are the one who makes us holy. Who makes us righteous. You are made unto us wisdom. Sanctified us and set us apart. Help us to remember who you made us to be. But why do we take communion every day? Jesus says, often as you do this, remember me. The Apostle Paul says, every time you take communion, you're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all the benefits of this new covenant. So as we take communion today, we're believing we receive God's help with this, with remembering who we are and who he made us to be. And he's going to help us to walk in this and activate this and walk in this from this point on in our life. 
And we thank you that the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We'd all missed it. We'd all gone astray and God laid upon Jesus the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes we've been healed. He was crushed. He was destroyed. He was smitten by God. So that we could be right and holy and perfect in his sight. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand. And he raised us up together with him. Made us sit together with him. He made us one with him. And communion is a celebration of our union with God. Being joined together with him as one. It's a time for us to remember that and to celebrate that today. So, Father, I thank you for this bread. And I ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. And it's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us, gives us a fresh start. We get to walk out this day today in a covenant relationship with God. So, Father, I thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. Health and fitness stuff here. I think it's important... We talk about practical application into our health and fitness quite a bit. Because I think physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. And carrying this principle over, remember who you are. I want you to think about it. A lot of the people that I've seen working in the gym with people for years, a lot of the people that I've seen struggle with their health, struggle with an identity problem. They see themselves as unhealthy or overweight or whatever it may be. I think it's important that you carry this over into your health and fitness. Remember who you are. Because when you have that change of identity, it changes the actions that we take. Because it comes from a place of knowing who we are. It causes us to take different actions. So if you struggle with that in your health, just take some time this week to remember who you are. Remember who God made you to be. And let that identity carry over into your health and fitness. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.